Homemakers, our show is made possible by a few carefully selected advertisers and because of our Patreon friends. If you haven't yet, we invite you to show your love for the show by becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. There you will receive downloads to both of our cookbooks, exclusive access to snippets of the Homemaker Chic book as it's being written, and a private invitation at the end of every season to join us for our live fangirl party call. You can be a part of Homemaker Chic and show your support for the show by visiting patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic podcast. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Homemaker Chic podcast. And now let's rock this show. Happy, happy, happy Monday. Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast, where we are rescuing the art of homemaking all spring with red lips, no denim jumpers. We are taking this thing that all of us do every day, no matter if you live in your parents' basement, if you're in a cute little adorable attic apartment in some chic little spot downtown, it doesn't matter. We're all homemakers, whether we have no kids or... 17 and we are here probably washing dishes or folding laundry or doing something we're in your earbuds we're so happy to be here i'm angela of parisian farm girl and i'm joined by shay elliott of the elliott homestead hello shay hello (laughs) you just like took a deep breath (sighs) monday yeah it's it's good it's it's good Deep breath. It's good. Here we go, ladies. It's very good. And men. There's a few men who listen. Hello. Hello, men. There are. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, this is season 11, Homemakers, so we are thrilled to be with you, rocking over 2 million downloads. This season's theme is Prepared Makes Possible, and this season specifically is brought to you by American Blossom Linens. These are the sheets that Shay and I use on our beds because we have chosen to invest once and then never again. Sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. I hate going to the store to shop for sheets. Mm-hmm. Most of them are so ugly and you're just staring at the package like, is this going to be comfortable? <laughs> <laughs> is this money well spent? <laughs> I don't know. Our sheet situation right now is a little dire because we're sleeping on a mattress in our living room mm-hmm. while the construction project's going on. So I have our American Blossom Linens like fitted sheet on our mattress, but mm-hmm. then I fold up all of our blankets and such during the day, right? So that they're not just hanging all over the floor. Oh, yeah. Okay. The problem with Mm -hmm. that is a lot of times I don't put that, I don't know what that top sheet is called, the sheet between your comforter and your body. You know what I mean? The top sheet? Yeah. Yeah. I don't put that on. It's flat, the flat sheet. And finally, Stu and I were just talking the other day, like, why aren't we sleeping well? And Stu's like, I think it's the sheet. We need the sheet. (laughs) The sheet. Oh, yeah. Because I haven't been putting it on just as like one less layer, you know, to have to think about. Mm -hmm. Apparently, it makes that big of a difference. It really does. Yes. Really does. So um, you can visit home. uh, home, What is our podcast called? Homemaker Chic. That's what it's called. (laughs) Homemakerchicpodcast.com. If you want, there's a real nice, easy button to click. You can go visit American Blossom Linens. The coupon code is there, which is Homemaker Chic 20 for 20% off your sheet purchase. So. Go there, get you some sheets, keep an eye out because towels are going to be coming. I'm so excited mm. for them to finally drop beautiful stuff happening at American Blossom Linens. Yes, I uh, just realized my washing machine is running in the background. I'm washing my sheets. Yay. I can't hear it. Great so. way to start the week. Yeah, here we Good. go. 
Here we go. Here we go. So prepared makes possible. We got a great Instagram message from a follower who said, I listened to last Monday's episode and I immediately went and ordered my children's birth certificates. Excellent. (laughs) So I was like, this is great. Like, this is what we need to do. You know, it's whatever we talk about this season, it's probably going to hit different women in different ways. It's going to speak to their, maybe some of their strengths where they're like, yeah, I got that Mm -hmm. on lockdown. I'm good there. Yeah. And then maybe we hit on something else and they're like, oh, geez, some room for improvement there. Mm -hmm. So um, the idea with this season is just that we're, I keep doing that and ripping these out. Um, Um, Need a little slack there. No. I don't know why it's like this. Uh, We're encouraging. No. Never seen that. This is my $8. Don't laugh at me. This is my $8 like grocery store sweater, but I've worn it probably 15 (laughs) times this winter. So I'm like, that paid for itself. Like, uh, yeah, over and over and over. It's fine. It's all cotton, so it's good. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so today we're going to take our prepared mix possible and we're going to go to the kitchen. Yeah. Because that's where I want to be most of the time anyway. That's where I am, whether I want to be. That's where I am most of the time anyway. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> Let's be real. I spent some time out in the garden just this morning before we recorded and I transplanted oh my, my leeks and up. my cabbages and my kale <laughs> and my some time in the broccoli. <laughs> and it made me so excited because there's so much of what we do in the kitchen that even if we're just cooking for ourselves, it still gets monotonous. Because mm-hmm. you yeah. still got to do it every day. It's like changing right. your underwear. Like it's just becomes something you have to do. And so we definitely need to hit on that. But then we also need to hit on the bits that we can do, even if it's with this idea of being prepared, that make it enjoyable, that make it like not drudgery. You know, and there's some well, yeah, of those too. And a little – here's what I've been dealing with personally is – I can get up and feel like my day is so planned and prepared and organized, and there's always a wrench. Yeah. And that, you know, not poor me, but like that is just part of life. That is part of the job description of homemakers and probably every other career. Like there's just a wrench and um, that it prepared makes possible. So prepared makes it possible to survive, (laughs) survive the wrench, hopefully. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the kitchen is probably where we see this manifested the quickest. <laughs> For me, I mean, it's the yeah. most – I think it's like the most anxiety-inducing. It's not that everybody's mm-hmm. really out of clean underwear mm-hmm. or like you could scrounge under under a bed to find a few socks or something. Mm-hmm. But it's the kitchen where all of a sudden all these people are looking at you like, what about it? Yeah, and then three hours later they do it again. And then a few hours later, they do it again. That happened this morning. Like, I just get the table wiped up, syrup, you know, the pancake batter from Little Helpers on the stovetop. Just sort of get some semblance of like, okay, this isn't too shameful mm-hmm. right now. This, and, and are there leftover hamburgers from dinner last night? It, it's 1058. Like, no, mm-hmm. there aren't any yet mm-hmm. until I get them out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're yeah, and and the good news about that is that this is an area where we can make swift improvement. 
in being prepared. Mm-hmm. And we can see the results mm-hmm. of that. Some of the stuff that we're talking about, you know, we're talking about like, we talked about savings last week. And like, if if you're in a- We said that takes a long time. Yeah, like it could that take- That one takes a few years. It could take years yeah. to save $1,000 for some people. Mm-hmm. You know, I've mm-hmm. been there. You've been there. Um, yeah. And so- the great news about today's episode is like this is something you can turn around and see manifested like very swiftly, mm-hmm. which is which is great. So we're going to deep dive into that today. But before we do that, we're going to cue our wine music and we are going to learn, ladies and gentlemen, about the Loire Valley in France. Why are you giving oh. me that look? Oh, no, because I just have flashbacks. I have the best memory of the Loire Valley. We, we just like we went to the Moulin Rouge. We were up till like 2.30 in the morning. Yes, I went to the Moulin Rouge. Uh, then got up at like 5.30 to get to the train station, bonsaied it to the Loire Valley, rented a car, clipped down the river, saw like as many chateaux as we could see in one day, clipped back and like all in like 24 hours. Oh, stupid. goodness. We should have spent the night just absolutely exhausted, just trying to take in all this grandeur and amazing amazingness you're driving through the country and you're like oh, there's a castle oh, oh there's one there's one <laughs> i mean it's just it's like a fairy tale that that whole stretch right there they're yeah. everywhere it's like when you go yes. to a great museum like the uffizi or the louvre and you're mm-hmm. like oh who did that mike lunch okay who did that okay like who, yeah, who, who did, did that, that? Stairway, okay Leonardo, okay Max. <laughs> you, know, like, yeah. like you can your mind just goes and it just yeah yeah eventually it shuts mm-hmm. off okay especially so, when you are sleep deprived yeah so france we're talking about a french white wine that i have pulled for dinner so i'm going to be making some really beautiful black cod fish cakes with an arugula salad for supper and so naturally like if you're brand new to wine i want you to think white wine fish generally speaking there are exceptions but generally speaking if you're not sure what to put with fish it should be a white wine so that's, this is the bottle that I have pulled for tonight's dinner, which we will talk about. Um, so we would like to thank Dry Farm Wines for sponsoring this segment of the podcast. We want you to go to dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. We want you to go there and we want you to get a beautiful box of clean, organic, biodynamic wines delivered to your doorstep. Whether it's white wines, red wines, bubbly wines, rosé wines, they have the best wines from all around the world. Very clean no sugar, no added yeasts, no garbage, just so lively, which is really fitting to the type of wine we're going to be talking about today. Okay, mm-hmm. so you have France in the middle of France, not on the coasts, not near any seawater, is the Loire right. Valley. Just like we talked about last week, the Loire Valley has all these little, what did we call them? They're like little counties. They're like little sections, small little mm-hmm. sections of the Loire Valley. One of those is, I'm not going to say this because Angela will make fun of how I say it, Touraine. Looks like terrain. T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E. Touraine. <laughs> You're welcome, French speakers. You say this. it. How would you say it? Help me out here. Touraine. Touraine. Yeah, okay. It's you, you get to pronounce the end because there's a vowel at the end. So that means you actually get to say that N. Freaking French, man. You just, <laughs> Freaking French. if I'm not even in doubt, I just don't pronounce the last half of the word. <laughs> just sort of peter out. <laughs> just totally, totally right. peter out. So ladies, when you're going to the store, when you're picking out something from your dry farms box and you're really not sure, when you see the Loire Valley, I want you to think primarily of dry white wines. So 60% of all the wines that come out of the Loire Valley are dry white wines. 
Um, the most famous little county or region in the Loire Valley is one called Sancerre. S-A-N-C-E-R-R-E. Sancerre. Another okay. one is Poulifoum. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, <laughs> Poulifoumé? Yes, there you that? go. Poulifoumé. Like two L's yes. and a... Yes. Okay. Okay. So that's. I'm trying to picture it in my mind. I don't know. So these, you'll see these. Um, Yeah. Sincere, Puli Fume. This is a Sauvignon Blanc. Now, Sauvignon Blanc is primarily never mixed with anything else. It kind of just stands Mm -hmm. on its own. This is a huge wine grape, white wine grape that's grown right here where we're talking about. So, Touraine is one of those regions of the Loire Valley. So, this isn't the brand name. This is saying. This is a wine from Touraine, which you will know now after listening to this. Okay. It's from the Loire Valley. Is it near Tours? Yes, I mean, that, that's where it, it got its name. Okay. Yes, that's, what I thought. that's okay. where it got its name so from that's... the capital city. Yes, exactly. Okay. So yeah. gooseberries, grapefruit, lemon, citrus, minerally, because it's all limestone there, just mm-hmm. super delicate. This is like lively sunshine in a bottle. <laughs> So if you just think, I want something vibrant, not sweet, not heavy, not round, just something zippy, Mm -hmm. you can turn to a Sauvignon Blanc, particularly from the Loire Valley. These are meant to be drink, dranken, dranked? (laughs) I can't think of- You sound like my kids. Drunked. (laughs) Now I'm going to get, you know, why are you homeschooling your kids? (laughs) I'm really good at speaking the English. Um, And the French. And the French. (laughs) I'm just basically a winner all around. These are not meant to be aged. So they're meant to be enjoyed Mm -hmm. really fresh right out of the bottle. So. Cool. Lots. I I love. I have had so much fun this season, like deep diving into these things. Because now I know. Now when I look at a wine bottle and I see Sancerre or I see Touraine or I see Puli Fume. That's how we're saying it? (laughs) Puli. Shut up. I'm trying. I'm trying. No. Help me. I can't see it in my mind. I think it's something like it's that. It's P. Yeah, your L's okay. might not be quite right. Puy. Whatever. Anyway. Puy. It might be. Now I know. I don't now know. I know. These mm-hmm. are all little regions of the Loire Valley. And here's what I can expect from these wines. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. Fun stuff there. That's what we're going to yeah. be having. This is what I've pulled for tonight. It'll be chilling in the fridge to go with our black codfish cakes. Cool. So. Ooh, there you go. What are you having? Black cod fish cakes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. So dry, yes, <laughs> dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Go there. There's a button on our website if you want to just click it, or there's a link in the show notes if you want to get there from there. You'll get an extra bottle with your first order. So make sure you check that out. Cool. And now we go to the kitchen. And now we go to the kitchen. How's your kitchen currently, right now? Do you got right now? Are you prepared for what's next? Yeah, I've got dinner on the stove. Okay. Uh, what's split pea? Okay. Split pea with like a sourdough dinner roll. And uh, I've got bacon thawed out. I'm just going to add a little bacon to the top, creme fraiche, because I have kids that love cream in mm-hmm. their split pea soup. So a big dollop of creme fraiche. Mm-hmm. Uh, the freeze dryer is like running nonstop. Mm hmm. So there's about 75 eggs in there right now. I did uh, my first gallon of milk yesterday, mm-hmm. which was so exciting. I mean, wow. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm blown away by this concept of freeze-drying food. So mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That so that's just going to be that's going to be kind of this new element, really, of you being prepared in your kitchen. Yeah, I think I talked about yeah. it last week. We talked about garden goals, and that's really some that's a specific way that I want to improve is just taking what we have here on the farm, mm-hmm. or if something's on sale, or like I just placed my Azure order, and I'm just thinking, you know, everything's just getting really. Expensive. expensive. And so instead of, you know, I, I ordered their berries. Do you get their berries? Mm-hmm. And so I just ordered two of each this time. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I can't do that every time, but I'm going to do it this time and I'm going to freeze dried berries them. are awesome. I know. They're yummy. And you can just throw them in and oatmeal. You can throw them in scones. I mean, I don't know how they sell their berries for what they sell them for. Yeah. As far as like being affordable, organic berries, it's just a delight. Yeah. To have those. Yeah, it gives so. you kind of the option to grab something when it's maybe in season or when you can find a good deal on it. <laughs> and yeah. so just, yeah. this week I um I have a I think we have the same machine. You have a um not the freeze dryer, what's the other one? Dehydrator. Mm-hmm. Uh I did I have the little um pints. Uh half pints. Pints, half pints. Half pints, the little ball jars. Yeah. And I made like individual yogurts for the kids and they were out of their mind happy. So I did just like a bottom layer of blueberries and then topped them off with milk and made yogurt mm-hmm. for the week mm-hmm. instead of just a big, you know, half gallon. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. They like the novelty of everybody getting their own little jar. Oh, yeah. What is it about the individual <laughs> right? servings? I don't know. Um, okay. If we look at the kitchen a little broadly, which okay. I really want people to be able to take nuggets of this and mm-hmm. put it to use in their kitchen. So I think the first thing that we need to do if we're looking at being prepared in the kitchen is we have to recognize what the needs are. Like we got to be really clear about what we're trying to do because otherwise, how do we even know what we're going to be prepared for? Yeah. And everybody's needs are going to be different. So um, different. But we have single homemakers, and maybe they meet friends three or four times a week yeah. to eat out. So, you know, or everybody's maybe, schedule is going to be different. Everybody's yep. – um, Or dietary needs. Like dietary, I think about yeah. like, you know, a lot of people have kids with allergies or they've got, you know, special special dietary stuff that they have to work around. And you yeah, have to meet that need. challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So – to identify those, A, like how do they do that? And and then what are yours? Like I think it's it is helpful to see this sort of actualized and and how that manifests in our own kitchens. Mm-hmm. Um well I've got I mean we eat out I won't I wouldn't say once a week. Like we get carry out maybe every 10 to 12 days. Mm-hmm. So other than that. The meals have to happen. They have to come out of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And that is a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have um, things that I'm like rigorous about and that like lunch is kind of, you know, half of the week lunch is catch as catch can. It's get out cheese slices, get out nuts, get out. Let's make some hummus, mm-hmm. like whatever. Other times it's leftovers. I try to make enough dinner to have leftovers for lunch because I despise lunchtime. hmm Lunchtime, it's just as a stay-at-home, work-at-home mom, I, like, sorry to sound like a princess, I find it a huge inconvenience. (laughs) I hate it. I just, maybe I'm giving other people a voice right now. (laughs) I hate making lunch. I hate it. Yeah. 
if it was like laid back and it was just a couple people and it was a beautiful omelet with a salad and, you know, it was if it was luncheon, that would be one thing. But just mm-hmm. all the people and mm-hmm. all the clementine peels and it's just, I do hate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So those that, you know, sometimes it's catch as catch can. Other times it's leftovers. Mm-hmm. Sunday night, I do not make dinner. Sunday night. I, I grew up eating cold cereal on Sunday night. My mom was probably, well, she must have been done by that point after the pot roast, mm-hmm. you know, on Sunday after church. So it's yogurt and granola. What's for dinner? Uh, the same thing we have every Sunday, yogurt and granola. Um, Saturdays, I try to like plan when I know I'm going to want to rest. So Saturdays is usually um, a big taco evening for us or burritos. And I make a ton so that when we get home from church and everybody's chewing their arm off, it's all ready to go and we just have to reheat it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I usually save like my more special meals where I want to like have fun in the kitchen, cooking culinary wise, like for Friday evenings, Thursday evenings, but Saturday's more like mm-hmm. Taco Tuesday around here. So mm-hmm. so I guess the homemaker should, you know, if she's got like a husband, if she's got kids who have opinions, if she's got mm-hmm. whatever, to just like to sit down and just say, okay, here are the needs that I actually need to meet. Mm-hmm. So you've kind of done this, but like probably kept it all in your head. I'm thinking like I right. immediately want to start writing this down. I haven't done this. I would I'm it, thinking I mean, out loud. Um, yeah. If you've never done it, yeah. I'd put it on paper. What does the week look like? Who's <clears> going where? When are they going? When do you know you're typically burned out? Yeah. When are you going to need a holdover meal where there's plenty of leftovers and easy cleanup? I would map it out for sure. Right. Right. Um, I also despise lunch. And this is a hill that I've decided to not die on. So what that looks like for me is... You mean, you mean you're okay with despising it? Um, is that what you're Meaning saying? I came to... You're, I had to just come to terms with the fact that I wasn't going to make stuff for lunch. I don't yeah, like it. I don't want to stop my day. We're homeschooling. Mm-hmm. We're gardening. We're recording mm-hmm. podcasts. Like mm-hmm. there's stuff going on. And so what that looks like for me is sourcing the very best like lunch food that I can, basically from Costco. And it's... Yeah cheeses and it's these silly little grass-fed beef chomp meat sticks and it's mm-hmm. um nuts and it's yogurt and it's fruit and bananas yeah. and like it's store-bought food yes and i don't like it i get the very best that i can but mm-hmm. it's still not i really try to like hammer home good nutrition at breakfast and at dinner but I've had to just let this go. For one, my kids yeah. go to homeschool co-op two days a week, so they have to be able to pack lunches. So right. that limits the kinds of things that they can even eat for lunch. They've got we've got a day of piano, we've got days at the gym. And so it's just a it's just busy time of day. And it's like yes. either you're gonna buy these meat sticks and these whatever cheese cubes, you're gonna do that, or you're gonna have like a riot on your hands and you're gonna mm-hmm. feel guilty every day. At 11.30. So for me, it's just I had to readjust the grocery budget to account for a Costco order that covered these sorts of things. Mm -hmm. And it's not always going to be that way, but it's one of those things I've just had to accept and be like, this is good for now. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be able to do it. Um, Well, yeah. And you and I have like pretty strong food convictions, mm -hmm. you know, and our children don't necessarily Mm -hmm. have those. Mm -mm. They're not upset about 
beef mm-hmm. jerky from Costco. Trust me. Nope. They love it. Nope. And it's much better than mom being tr- stressed out and, you know, maxed out at 11.58. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what I've had to accept is like, you and I have had this conversation so many times. <laughs> we have to feed the people. Our situations, yeah. our situations require us to feed the people. And so I have to do what I have to do to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that means shorter time in the garden than I would like. Sometimes that means less time working. Sometimes it means a math lesson cut short. <laughs> I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. it means Costco food. It means I got to do what I have to do because the needs that I have to meet are three meals a day. Mm-hmm. I have to meet those needs for my people. I can't just not feed them. And I actually it doesn't go. Doesn't I tried over very well. I tried. So we we were at the tail end of our Azure order. We were at the tail end of our Costco order. We had plenty of food, but it was food that needed to be prepared. You mm-hmm. know, my Willie doesn't know what to do with lentils by him. Like they're just dry lentils. So I'm out in the garden on Saturday and I'm just having the time of my life. And I'm like, I don't want to come in. Like, this is so yeah. great. And Willie comes out and he just looks at me with these little like puppy dog eyes. And he's like, mom, could you please cook me something for lunch? I can't find anything to scavenge. Oh my I gosh. thought, you poor little thing. He was trying. He's like chewing on some <laughs> mint from the garden. You know, he's trying. So a raw carrot, yeah. you know. Yeah. They go in and they like they find mm-hmm. the pears that are not ripe yet. And you've come in and there's like a pear with a bite out of it on the kitchen counter, yes. you know? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so for yeah, it was it's much more important that I feed the people food than I feed them perfect food. Yeah. It just is. I do think I think as far as being prepared, it's it is smart to look at your week. I'll, you know, most of us keep some sort of a schedule. Mm-hmm. We have some sort of a written something or other and just adding food to that so if thursday is soccer practice and you don't get home from work till 10 minutes before you have to leave for soccer you know thursday's a drive-through night where can you get the you know a sandwich that will feed the people Mm -hmm. you know just to look at your week and factor food in Mm -hmm. not just um dentist appointments Mm -hmm. and the like yes Mm -hmm. yeah and and recognize those weak spots so you talked about this sure my weak spot is sunday um I love to cook. It is my favorite way to spend mm-hmm. time. It's a complete creative, like, vibrancy oh, for me. I, yeah. I mm-hmm. love my kitchen. I love spending time in there. But when we come home from church on Sunday and everyone is hungry, it is my spiritually, like, weakest point every single week. And I've mm-hmm. had to learn to anticipate that. Again, even if that means not perfect food, there I have to know what what is for lunch, whether it's leftover soup from the night before, sandwiches, making sure we have stuff for sandwiches, whatever it may be. Because Mm -hmm. again, it's way more important that we eat food than mom turns into like a demon and like Mm -hmm. is instantly unsanctified just because everyone's hungry because it's lunchtime. And I actually really love to cook supper on Sundays, but it need I need to like I actually have to do a ton of work on Saturday to make sure that it's enjoyable on Sunday. That means okay. not what am I going to cook. It means oh the chicken is pulled and it's already salted and mm-hmm. I have the potatoes cuz I did 
I went to the grocery store and I got what I needed so that I'm not just, I'm not scavenging trying to come up with something fabulous, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I find great pleasure in that, but it's, it means extra work sometimes, a little extra yeah. work. And don't you find in the kitchen that extra work sort of manifests, it's just moving like a half step ahead. Like if you yeah, could just, just gotta kind of just stay out in front of it, just to the you next just stay meal, out in front of it, just yeah, just at lunch think about dinner, at dinner think about yeah. breakfast. Like, do I need to start some bread? What are we gonna? Do I have enough eggs for a frittata? <laughs> you know, just yeah. just that little bit. Sometimes that's all you can do. I think you know you and I have both kept monthly meal plans before. Yes, I prefer that because then I can just swap things out based on stress level or what's happening mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. but I do like the reminder start the bread <laughs> this is the day you need bread get the meat out mm-hmm. do xyz mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. but I don't do it all the time but it, it, I think I'm like I think my kids liked it more than I did I think they liked seeing the posting mm-hmm. and saying like oh I see you have this for this night but could we swap this out for this one mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I kept a chalkboard at one point in my kitchen and I would, in really pretty writing, I'd write, here's what's for breakfast, here's what's for lunch, and I'd make it look nice, even though if it was just like picnic stuff for lunch, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. leftovers for dinner, whatever it may right. be. But yeah, they liked being able to see it and then they could be prepared, you know? And how how stressed do we get when we don't know what's for dinner? We haven't pulled the meat out. We're trying to scramble to find something and then a kid comes in, he's like, what's for dinner, mom? And you're like, ah! I can't yeah. take it. It does. I, I get like, uh, you know, I have to, I'll confess. Like, it's a, like an immaturity point for me. Mm-hmm. I get a little bent sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? Do you have to ask me that? Can you not just, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to happen. So just wait. Yes. That's not fair to them. Yeah. I have a sometimes kid who's very led by question. his nose and he'll come into the kitchen and he'll mm-hmm. open the stove. Like trying to find what like the source <laughs> it is. It's like a cartoon character. And sometimes I find That's it very enduring funny. and sometimes I get very angry. Like you're yeah. not smelling anything because I haven't started anything. <laughs> the end. <laughs> oh. Here's actually. Junior did that today. He's like, I smell soup. Green soup. Green I'm soup. Like, yes, there's split pea. <laughs> Green. Anything, beans, lentils, anything like that. Oh, my gosh. He. If I make like minestrone and I make a big batch of kidney beans or something, that's what he wants. He just wants the beans. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah, I get it. It's delicious. Beans are delicious. Mm-hmm. Tubes and Co. Organics believes that skincare products should nourish and restore and come from simple, wholesome ingredients. Consider having a beautiful routine as nature intended with no synthetic chemicals, no GMOs, toxins, or artificial fragrances. Can you imagine that? Taking care of your skin and applying your favorite makeup products, knowing that what you are using is safe and beautiful from the inside out. Tubes & Co. believes that skincare products should nourish the skin without adding hormone-disrupting chemicals, and they go above and beyond to source organic products made in the USA. Visit tubesandco.com. That's tubes like soups. Tubesandco.com and use the coupon code CHIC10 for 10% off. Does your skin need some extra help after this long winter? May I personally suggest the Sea Buckthorn Oil and Frankincense Tallow Balm, two of my favorites. It's not good enough for you until it's good enough for Emily's own family. So visit tubesandco.com and use the Homemaker Chic coupon code CHIC10 for 10% off. 
Last year, we finally took the jump into the freeze drying world with a beautiful new freeze dryer from Harvest Dry, and we are so glad that we did. As a homemaker and gardener, these freeze dryers have the very important job of making sure that nothing, whether it's a bountiful crop from the garden or leftover soup from Sunday supper, go to waste. These incredible machines are very versatile. You can use your freeze dryer to preserve dairy, meat, produce, and even complete meals. Here's the very best part. Everything is completely automatic. You literally just fill the freeze dryer trays, push the start button, and walk away. Preserving food can be that simple. Freeze-dried food lasts for 25 years in your cupboards and will maintain taste and color and flavor. The food retains nearly all of its nutritional value, and home freeze-dried food costs one-third the cost of store-bought, which means your freeze-dryer from Harvest Right will pay for itself in no time. This is the perfect season to order your freeze-dryer so you can have it set up and ready for spring and summer bounty, whether you're freeze-drying fruits, vegetables, herbs, milk, or even eggs. Harvest Right machines are the best on the market and will soon become an invaluable player of your preserving kitchen. Visit bit.ly forward slash Harvest Right Homemaker or click the link in the show notes to shop your new home freeze dryer system from Harvest Right today. A huge concept on this show is better, not more. And our sponsor, House of Tokuman, exemplifies this idea Visit hotrugs.net if you're tired of throwing your money away on cheap rugs that don't survive your lifestyle. Dress your home in a hand-woven rug from House of Tokuman. I have to confess, I'm pretty obsessed with this company. I totally trust Annabelle's knowledge and expertise. She's helped me find beautiful heirloom quality rugs for our home. They are made from the finest cottons and sheep's wool. Free shipping in the continental U.S. is a serious bonus too. Here's a designer tip. Follow House of Tokuman over on Instagram for the most incredible education on rug quality, care, and sourcing. And then when you're ready, use this exclusive coupon code HOMEMAKER25 for 25% off this investment into the fabulous style of your home. You're guaranteed a -a one-of-a-kind rug, no fake antique rugs, machine-made copies, or replicas, my friends. You've seen them in our homes. Now it's time to dress your home in a rug. Visit House from Tokuman at hotrugs.net. That's hotrugs.net and use the coupon code HOMEMAKER25. Hello, lovely homemakers. This is Angela. Spring is in the air and it's time to visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com for your spring home design inspiration. Join the Old World Design Society now for as little as $5. You'll have access to one design class a month, a private online forum full of professional designers and amateur home stylists to learn from and become friends with, choose to include a print or digital magazine with your society membership, and watch your stylist skills grow. Become a member of the Old World Design Society today and learn how to elevate your space, improve your knowledge of antiques and history, and style your home like a pro. The Spring Magazine is shipping now and it's gorgeous. Our design classes are ready for you to join us. Visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com and see that there is now an option for every budget. That's oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. Um, okay, so what are some ways that we stay? I know what you're going to say, probably. <laughs> what are some ways that we do stay prepared? Let's say we're having a good a good day. Let's <laughs> say we're doing mm-hmm. what we need to do. What does that actually look like in the kitchen? On a daily basis? Mm-hmm. You mean for daily food? 
Like over and above just remembering to get the meat out. I was just going to say, get the meat out, ladies. <laughs> get the meat out. I mean, gosh. Get the meat out. That Yeah. Here's this other cool thing about getting the meat out. When you have meat, a chicken, short ribs, mm-hmm. whatever, if you salt it the night before you cook it, it's exponentially better when you cook it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes that's all you need to do is, oh, could we put it in a baggie with some marinade? Could we like get our herbs and garlic and all that good deliciousness smeared all over it? Mm-hmm. Could we just salt the chicken? Right. Or the beef roast. If we can just do that, your meat is 40% better, I would say. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Get the meat. Oh, we just got to get the meat out. Just get the, the meat Get out. the meat out. Maybe if people don't keep meat like we keep meat. Because we – so we both butcher all of our meat. And uh-huh. what that means is we have these massive freezers full of meat. So right. like for me, it means taking a gigantic bin up into the barn where we keep our freezers and filling it up. Okay, chicken Monday, lamb on Tuesday, mm-hmm. burgers okay. on Wednesday, fish on Thursday. And I, I just mm-hmm. kind of – I don't know exactly what I'm going to make. I just pull stuff out that's that's – says it's ready for me and then i just try yes. to make up something to go with it <laughs> yeah i do the same thing just, i get like a big roaster roaster pan and mm-hmm. just put it in there. just fill it up once mm-hmm. a week you pull yeah probably okay once a week okay mm-hmm. but people who maybe don't have that sort of meat source for them it would just be like just go to the store and make sure you have the meat for the mm-hmm. week yeah, and just little things, even getting, you know, certain meats are better room, when they're put on the heat room temperature, you know, getting them mm-hmm. out, putting them on a platter so you can season mm-hmm. them for a while before you cook them, you know, just mm-hmm. thinking ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thinking a bit ahead. Yeah. Um, uh, having a carb, you know, is really. <laughs> it's true. That's really important to my kids because they wake up vomiting at one in the morning if they don't eat enough carbs with dinner, gagging. <laughs> I'm so, so annoying. hungry. I'm so hungry. I'm shaking. <laughs> yeah. So I always have to think like, what's the bread? What's the potato? What sort of mm-hmm. starch is involved? You know, mm-hmm. is it a pasta side? Is it couscous? Is it a big chunk of bread? Like, what are we doing here? Got to have the card. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always try to, I mean, this sounds very Midwestern of me to say, but like, oh boy, it, I am a, like a three person thing. Like, like a meat, some sort of carbohydrate, rice, uh-huh. potatoes, bread, something of the sort, and uh-huh. then a vegetable of some kind, even if it's just sauerkraut or pickles. Three thing person. I'm I a three like, thing person. You said three person thing. I oh, like, what? Okay, three thing. Yeah, person. for sure. Like a yeah, a plate. You're picturing the plate. Mm-hmm. You got to the color, the meat, mm-hmm. and the starch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I if I do a meal where the it's card. let's say like a beef stew where there's a lot going on in there, I still want mm-hmm. like a bread or a biscuit on the side, and then I'll probably need some sort of berry thing for dessert or some, something of this sort. Like it still needs. Mm-hmm. I need to have three things to choose from. Okay. <laughs> and that's that's a personal glitch. Let's just call it that. But no, it's how it's I structure my food. We have this joke. My husband, he'll if I have steak sawed out and then I'll, oh my goodness, I have steak sawed out and then I get in a panic. What am I gonna do? Like I can't just make steak. We'll just eat steak. I'm like, this isn't a truck stop, okay? We have to have food yep. with the steak. We're not just gonna eat it with our hands and 
call it a day. I'm not going to waste a steak. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, it's going to be a meal. Darn it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, each person's different. Each person's going to have their own dietary thing. But like, I can eat a lot of meat. I still need a carbohydrate. Hmm. It's just how my body functions, and it's how my kids' bodies function. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah, I don't. I can just eat meat, but my kids got to have – oh, my goodness. Got to have a potato to go with that meat. I have to have potatoes. <laughs> I have to have potatoes on hand. I bought a ginormous 50-pound bag of potatoes mm-hmm. from Azer last month. It was barbarically cold. I pull in the drive. I have all the Costco food, all the Azer. I mean, it's really – it's outrageous. I think I've filmed it for YouTube before us unloading all this crap. It looks like we're running a restaurant. Uh, and someone, you know, by this point, I'm spent. I've been gone nine hours and I'm just shot. And I try to put everything where it goes, but they bring it to me. So I stand in the cooler and they bring it to me. Mm-hmm. Well, my freezers are right outside of my cooler and someone hoisted the, they hoiked the 50 pound bag of potatoes onto a freezer and I didn't know it. And last week I thought, where are all those potatoes? And I went out there and no- finally noticed them just soggy and rotten and gross from freezing and thawing and freezing and thawing and freezing and thawing. Mm-hmm. What a waste. I was mm-hmm. not happy. Yeah. <laughs> it, I hate seeing food wasted. Oh, I just can't handle it. I, I don't know if that makes me like an old lady. Mm-hmm. I just cannot stand wasted food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. I can't stand it. We had a roasted chicken last night. My parents came for supper. Mm -hmm. And this was one of those moments where I was so glad I was prepared because I kind of worked a half step ahead. I had made bread and an extra loaf. I'm I'm just trying to make more bread because bread to me is the difference between like being able to have people over for dinner and being like, there's not enough food. (laughs) What will we eat? And it's like the difference is one loaf of bread, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, so my, my mom's been washing my laundry for us since our washer and dryer are currently in the lawn and we can't oh, we can't right. use them so she was bringing yeah. laundry okay let's why don't you stay for dinner like whatever so we had this roast okay. chicken she brought a salad we had um bread and it was just it was like of course the chicken's left over we we eat the whole chicken and there's bones left over so she's helping me wash dishes and like, mm-hmm. do we want to toss these? And I'm like, no, I got to make chicken stock. I don't even know yeah. where in the next week I'm going to use chicken stock. No, but no, you but you just got to have, gotta it. have yeah. it. So for me being prepared, again, I don't buy chicken stock. Um, I could. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have like a problem with having it on the shelf and just an emergency situation. You just have mm-hmm. your box chicken stock. Um, But I, I make probably about two gallons of stock a week just from mm-hmm. leftover – roast drippings or um, sometimes I even make uh, seafood stock like out of shrimp shells and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, all kinds of stuff like that. So to me, again, stock is one of those things. Having it on hand is the difference between I can do this and this is all burning down. Because <laughs> if Absolutely. I, I have stock. No, it's, it's a stupid thing that makes me feel really, I, I think we agree that we hate this word, but like empowered. Yeah. Loaf of bread and chicken stock. In, I can do something. I can do something. Because yeah. you can make a soup or like risotto. Mm-hmm. That's a bailout food because I keep right. a giant 15 pound, 50 pound bag of arboreal rice in my root cellar. So I always got risotto rice. And risotto mm-hmm. is one of those things that you can make with everything. Even if you just have Parmesan cheese and you have, just, and you have beautiful stock, 
you have a risotto. If you've got fresh oh gosh, peas from the month, garden, I did whatever. Nigella's. I never have everything that cookbooks call for, <laughs> so I just, you know, manipulate it or wing it. That's why I loved that Jamie, uh, the show that he did recently mm-hmm. with all the swap out mm-hmm. ingredients. But I did a version of her uh, crab risotto with like red pepper flakes. Oh my gosh. Was it so good? <laughs> it was so good. And it was great because I didn't have any cheese and it doesn't call for cheese. Okay. So, Sure, that makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My favorite risotto that I've ever made was an oxtail risotto. And oxtail is one of those things that not a lot of people know what to do with. It makes mm-hmm. the most intense, especially if you do it right, it makes the most intense and luxurious stock. I mean, so rich. It's all, it's borderline too rich. It's like really? foie gras, where you're like, I love yeah. this. But am I like, it's like puts you in a different atmosphere <laughs> of, of just like, oh, I don't feel that way. I rich. could eat every day. <laughs> it's my favorite food on the planet. I love delicious. it. Um, delicious. Delicious. Um, and I was just going to ask you something. We have to, we have to talk about, we have to okay, talk about at- the Instapot in terms of being prepared. Talk about what? The Instapot. I can't. I don't even have one. Okay. Well, you know how mine. You know how to use one. And season. Maybe we should tell people that are newer to the show your previous feelings about Instapot. Yeah, I'm not a kitchen gadget person. I my kitchen is highly functional. Every thing has its purpose, and I do not keep crap around that I don't use. I am not about that. I want long lasting, bomb proof, usable mm-hmm. stuff. And which the instant pot is not long. It's not long lasting, but it has bailed me out many times and Mm -hmm. particularly for stock making. And the reason that I love it for stock making is I love my house to smell fresh and clean. I I don't mind it smelling like a house. I don't ever think about it when I saute onions or cook bacon. I'm like, this is food. It's fine. But when stock simmers for 12 hours on your stove, and it's like your house just smells like boiled celery and bones. Like, I just get a little tired of that. It's a little too long lasting. <laughs> um, it reminds me of Butcher Day. Yeah. That's not a good day. That's, that's, that's not like a good it. day. That's that not, not a good a, smelly day. I can No, thanks. I'd rather have a house that reeks of garlic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That smell. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the Instapot I love because it makes one gallon. My, my Instapot it makes one gallon, which is... Mm-hmm. That's a good amount for a week, maybe half a week. But it's a usable well, amount. Well, it's really concentrate, too. It's really concentrated, yeah. very much so. And for the average family, or, you know, that's that's a good amount. But the great thing yeah. is, is it holds the smell in. <laughs> it holds in. the smell in. And I enjoy that. I love that it can be done mm-hmm. in 45 minutes. It makes thick, beautiful, gelatinous broth, obviously depending on what bones you use. But if you're really trying to get ahead of this, if you're actually looking at your kitchen and things are not going well in there, Mm -hmm. genuinely the Instapot might be a great tool for you to add in because I can take like a dried bean bag of 13 bean soup and my mm-hmm. stock I made earlier in the week, and I can have a super nutritious, quote, fast food. You know, I can throw it in the Instapot, saute some onion and some bacon, put in some broth, put in the beans, season with salt mm-hmm. and pepper, 
And then while that's taking 40 minutes to cook from dried beans to ready to eat, I can clean the kitchen. Yeah. I mean, yes. I don't like to cook in it. It doesn't give me my creative, you know, release. <laughs> yeah. But it feeds I, like, the people. I, <laughs> I didn't want to get one. Here's where I was coming from when I got my, my first one a few years ago. I didn't want to get one and like learn to be an instant pot cooker. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. I wasn't going to get like the instant pot cookbook or yeah. something. But I, the bean, the, the bean. bean really intrigued me. Even the frozen chicken, just like I've done it, cook it for, you know, um, sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it, it, I mostly, when I first got it, it was in the spirit of gardening season. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chop up some garlic, some onions, some sort of pork, <laughs> saute it, dump the beans on top dump the stock, mm-hmm. push the button, and go back to the dirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that was my... Yeah, and you don't have to worry about it maintaining the heat. You don't have to worry about it burning. Like, you're not having to exactly. think about managing it on the stovetop. Um, yeah. I have to tell you this story. I just told Stu this story, and he didn't remember it. But my Instapot saved me one time when my father-in-law lived with us for six or seven weeks this fall mm-hmm. when he was filling the pulpit at our church. And... This was like the night before he left, and I was tired. Like, we had been running around doing all kinds of stuff. We were schooling. It was the holidays. Like, we'd had company for seven weeks. Like, I was pretty, like, low at this point. Mm -hmm. And so it's the meal before, and all I can think about is how much I want Thai food. (laughs) Just like I want to go out and eat Thai food so bad right now. And there was just something in me. Like, I just couldn't make peace with it. I just couldn't. I knew how expensive it would be. So I go to, this is like at three o'clock, 3.30 even. It's pretty late in the day. I go up to the freezer. I pull out this round steak, completely frozen. Mm -hmm. I come back to the house. I throw it in the Instapot with a little bit of stock, some bay leaves, salt and pepper. I put the lid on. I have no clue what's going to come out. I'm like, let's just cook it for two hours and see what happens. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thinking I'm starting from frozen. Anyway. I end up going to the effort. I make biscuits. I make uh, pot roast gravy. This round steak comes out. It's beautiful. I'd made some mashed potatoes. I'd made a dessert of some kind. But we're sitting at the table, and my father-in-law is moaning with happiness because he's from he's a southern man like i gave i just gave him gravy and biscuits like he's so happy you did it and Stuart looks over at me and he mouths to me thank you like Uh uh-huh thank like because he knew that i just wanted to go get thai food (laughs) he knew i wanted to bail okay and he was so grateful that i'd gone to the effort to make his dad this happy you know to send Mm -hmm. him off with this meal and I couldn't have done it without the Instapot. And that sounds so silly, but it literally was the difference between that moment and something else. I ha- Like, I didn't mm. have any fat. I didn't have any meat pulled out. Everything was frozen. It was that yep. or nothing. And I just felt so grateful. I felt so grateful to have that tool on hand because as much as I'd like to be prepared all the time, I'm not perfect. I can't be on no. 100%. All the time. It's not going to happen. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean we can't make improvements. It just means right. that when... Wrenches. Anticipate. Darn wrenches. Anticipate that. Mm-hmm. Anticipate yeah. it. And maybe that looks like having, you know, pre-done stock on your pantry shelf so that maybe that's your version of it. 
I don't know. Yeah, you can get a 12, what, like a 12-pack, 6-pack at Costco? Yeah. yeah, there's in a box. good bone broths organic now on the market. Organic beef stock, mm-hmm. organic chicken stock. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's good options now. I mean, even like something like HelloFresh, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. even having that on hand so you know if you need to just throw down, you've got everything you need for those meals. Maybe you only eat at home a couple nights a week. It's so funny. Instant Pot, not an advertiser. (laughs) HelloFresh, not an advertiser. HelloFresh is really good. Mm -hmm. Um, I worked with them over on YouTube and they sent us food. And I – it's not like super practical for me to do all the time, but I do – I've done it before when I've gone out of town. To mm-hmm. feed the people and the kids like to cook, especially when I'm not home. So I got to assign a meal to each child and they do a good job. Mm-hmm. They do. A, they do a great job. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, there's yeah, there are some good ones there. And do it. I mean, again, once you've identified your needs, you can kind of just look at it and be like, what do I need to do? What do I need to yep. do to make my kitchen a place of joy? Because it's right. going to be work. It is work. Um, I think uh, when you're in, I think the kitchen is a really easy place to just get so, um, uh, well, it's not spent, but you just kind of forget, like, especially if food isn't always your thing. It's easy to just think that you've done all the recipes, you've done all there is, there's nothing new under the sun. That is really the time, I think, to ask a friend. What do you do? Mm-hmm. Like, do you have a recipe that your family really likes? Mm-hmm. Do you have like a go-to bailout? What do you do in a food emergency? Because there's nothing like a girlfriend to just shed new light on a situation that you're facing every day. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm serious. I I asked a friend once about her Italian beef. You know, we love Italian beef. I said, I just, how do you, I had that once at like a church potluck. How did you do that? And now that's like the biggest bailout mm-hmm. for me. I can put a pot roast in my Instant Pot in a pinch, a frozen mm-hmm. a frozen roast and a couple jars of pepperoncinis, some beef stock, some herbs, grab a baguette, boom. Mm-hmm. My family is so happy. It's minimal effort on my part. I just shred the meat when it comes out. That takes the most muscle. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. But I think that's when we really need to reach out to our moms, our girlfriends, our sisters and say, what's your go-to move? Because mm-hmm. I need, I need some, some refreshment here. Yeah. 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 It's true. And yeah, your bailout food. You can learn like just one thing on yeah. a show like this or from like your cooking community, just one little nugget that can just totally impact your routine and make a big difference in a, in a room that can get, that can get very mundane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I've also learned in being prepared that I have to accept that <clears throat> if I don't spend the money on, let's say, bailout food, you know, like mm-hmm. one of my bailout foods is shrimp because you can go from the freezer to the table and not long right. at all. My family goes gaga for it. You can put it with pasta. You can put it with rice. You can put it on a salad. Like you could put it in a soup. You can do almost anything with it. And sometimes when I'm grocery shopping, I'm like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to do $30 of shrimp. Isn't that but so then if funny I, how short-sighted we But are? then if I don't do that, we spend $100 at the Thai food restaurant. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. An extra large pizza is 28 Yes. You know? Exactly. And so I'm even thinking mm-hmm. about this with like pot roast where, you know, meat's expensive. It's, it's one of the most expensive pieces of our puzzle. I would argue it's the most important piece of the kitchen puzzle. But that's another mm-hmm. topic for a different day. But my point is, you're going to spend that, that 
some way. And I always try and tell people um, in the cooking community, like your pot roast, okay, yeah, that might seem expensive. But when you're looking at it ounce for ounce and when you're looking at it in terms of nutrition and what it offers and Mm -hmm. don't. Don't tell me that if you're buying bread or you're buying cereal or you're buying crackers or you're buying almost mm-hmm. any any canned soup, like any of these things, um, because you're paying a lot more, a lot oh, yeah. more. And so those staples, beans, um, good vegetables, meats, those can become your bailout foods if you know mm-hmm. how to use them correctly. We don't, you wouldn't think of pot roast as a bailout food, right? Right. But you could literally take a frozen pot roast and put it in your Instapot and it could become bailout food. Mm -hmm. So, And all that with, I mean, not to be condescending or downplay what it feels like to be in the kitchen because I friggin' know and shopping. But all of that with intention can be manipulated to, I mean, people get really good at grocery shopping. You buy that pot roast on the day it expires. There's a big, big orange half off sticker on the top of it. You know, like there's Mm -hmm. there's ways there's ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. There is ways. And and there's neat places now, too. Like if if you're not as restricted on a budget, places like Butcher Mm -hmm. Box or um, what's the other one? Porter or whatever, Um, you know, that they make it really possible. And if you just Mm -hmm. say, "Okay, this is our budget for these things. We, you know, I think that's a big part of being prepared is just nutritionally giving your family what they need so that they don't have to graze all day. Because I'll tell you, if I don't make like tuna sandwiches for my family for lunch, they will eat lunch from like 10 in the morning till two in the afternoon. Like they'll just graze constantly. And really what their Mm -hmm. body's trying to do is just, I need fat and I need protein and I need salt. And like, I can do that way more economically with nutrient-dense foods. And so mm-hmm. when I'm looking to be prepared for the week, I my mind, how I plan my menu, it's protein. That's how I mm-hmm. that's how I structure my entire thing because carbs come and go. Those are easy side dishes, whatever, vegetables in season. Okay, fine, whatever. Maybe I want to make a dessert. Maybe I don't. What's the protein? <laughs> what mm-hmm. is actually going to satisfy the people? And right. turns out when you give them that, they don't need nearly at they just genuinely don't consume as many ounces of food <laughs> as right. when you give them crackers and they can eat it until everything's gone yeah so crumbs all over the floor oh my word oh my word <laughs> um okay. on a more fun note real fast do we have a little bit of time mm-hmm. a few minutes um if you want to like be prepared in the kitchen and you have just a little bit of wiggle room in your grocery budget. Take the time to buy a really nice olive oil, buy some really beautiful salts, maybe buy mm-hmm. a few bottles of vinegar, maybe you treat yourself to some fruit that you love. These mm-hmm. really small little sort of gifts can be really inspiring. Sometimes I'll when fresh parsley isn't in season here in the gardens, I'll just buy bunches of parsley and cilantro and I'll put them in little jars around the kitchen. I always take my produce out of the packages and put it in beautiful ceramic bowls out on the counters Mm -hmm. so that when you go into the kitchen, it becomes this place that you want to be. And all of a sudden, even if you have a dumpy old rental kitchen, I've been there plenty of times. Like, And I hang my one copper pot on the wall and I'd put my parsley in a glass. I'm like, we're 
doing this. You can't bring me down because I have beautiful salt. I have fresh ground tricolored pepper. Like, you know, it's like there are small little ways that you can actually prepare your heart. For sure. To be in the kitchen. I think we did an episode on that one or two seasons ago. It's one of my favorite episodes. I don't even remember what we talked about last week. Yeah, we did. We we did we did one on all those things like how we like decorate our fridges <laughs> and make sure there's like pretty things on hand, herbs, and we did a whole show on that. Yeah, a few seasons ago. I love. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And if we're gonna ring that bell just for a second, um, <laughs> this isn't fun advice and it's not good, but I have to give it to myself every day. Clean your kitchen because nothing mm-hmm. makes you less prepared than a messy kitchen (sighs) nothing for sure you can't you can't go in there and bust out a beautiful lunch with your head held high when things are just a disaster still from breakfast Mm -hmm. it's not sorry you gotta do the work yeah yeah you just gotta do the work and some days that's easier than others the other day i was in my kitchen cleaning and Stu did the dishes this night and i was still in there cleaning until 8 30 and it was i that happened to me two weeks ago joel did the dishes I went in to go do all the like other stuff, the just pushing the benches and the floor, the wiping, the holy cow, I was there till 845. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thanks for doing the dishes yeah. or I'd be sleeping on the table. Yeah. And that's not yeah. every night, but I I try to be, I can't always get my feet underneath me during the day, but mm-hmm. at nighttime I usually can. And so I'm looking at the kitchen thinking, are you prepared for breakfast? A, what are you going to make? Is whatever it is sort of ready, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then clean your kitchen so that when you come out in the morning yeah. and everybody's hungry, you can do that. You can take care of that. Right. So. Right. That's it. We hope that's encouraged you to um, be prepared in your kitchens. And we would love Make it to hear from you <laughs> over on Instagram, Homemaker Chic Podcast, kind of what that looks like for you. I'm all like. Give me your tips. I would love to hear anything you have to say about this topic over there because that's yes. helpful for everybody, helpful for the whole community. So love it. Okay. Love it. Go to homemakerchicpodcast.com. All the advertisers are there with beautiful little buttons and coupon codes right to their website. So if you forget anything we talk about, it's all there for the taking. And we will be back here. All you have to remember is the name of the show. It's There you go. Homemakersdukepodcast.com. Okay, Okay, ladies, we'll be back here in a few days. Cheers. Okay, cheers.